This is the podcast by The Straits Times. Welcome to Health Check. In this fortnightly podcast series on Wednesdays, The Straits Times guides you to healthier living and clears up misconceptions with our expert guests. I'm Joyce Teo and my co-host is Ernest Lewis. Today we have Dr. Dinesh Sarisena, who is a consultant at the sports medicine department at Kutekwat Hospital. He's here to tell us if we should exercise when we are sick. Hi, Dr. Dinesh. Hello. Hi. So I think we all know that we should not exercise when we are really sick. But the question is whether we can exercise if we have a mild illness like a cold or maybe a cough. That's an interesting question, Joyce. The thing is, it depends on how the infection really affects you. If it's not too bad and you're mildly affected by it, you might want to consider some mild aerobic exercise, such as walking. Or For me, I tend to do low-resistance cycling on a, in the tr- gym or something like that. And if you're not experiencing too much mildia, say, that's what we call muscle ache, you could try something like a bit of light resistance, say, maybe light weights in the gym, maybe not the normal weights that you lift or push in the gym, but you know, go to drop down to maybe 50% or 30% of that just to keep things going. You could try something like yoga or Pilates just to maintain flexibility. But I think it's important to acknowledge how you're feeling. If you're feeling very fatigued, if you're feeling feverish, some people, if they get man flu, they become incapacitated. Um, and so you'd really have to acknowledge how you're feeling. And, and the message, I guess, is that everyone's kind of affected differently mm-hmm. by even the same illness. So it depends really on how you are generally. What's your level of fitness? Do you have any other medical problems to go with it, such as diabetes, hypertension? Are you using any particular medications that may be affecting it? There's no one rule fits all mm-hmm. concept for everybody when it comes to exercising when you're unwell. And I guess if you are keen to mm-hmm. exercise, it's worthwhile consulting someone before you do so, either your GP or maybe a physician in sports or something like that, because then at least you can have a acknowledge what you should and shouldn't be doing. Okay, but say for a, I guess, fairly healthy person who's just, you know, maybe coughing a little or having some little sniffles, should they exercise? Well, again, I I don't mean to sound controversial, but it depends on how you're feeling and if you have any pre-existing issues. So let's take, for example, somebody who's got asthma. Now, somebody who has asthma, if they develop a viral infection on top of that, it can have quite profound impact on their airways. So Mm -hmm. they can develop lots of mucus plugging, they can develop lots of narrowing of the airways. And so somebody like that going and exercising, Mm -hmm. it may not be advisable. On the other hand, if it's just sore throat that you have, a little bit ticklish, cough, and it's not productive, you're not producing any greenish, yellowish sputum or anything like that, Mm -hmm. your airways are otherwise okay, and it's already just a kind of head cold, then again, seeing how you feel, doing some light exercise might actually help you Mm -hmm. feel a bit better, okay? It might Mm -hmm. open up those airways a little bit more. Going out, getting some fresh air may not be a bad idea. So it really is on a very individual basis. So you've got to take it in context with your physician. If you're someone who hasn't been exercising, it doesn't mean that after listening to this podcast, you should suddenly just go out there and start running. Like you said, Mm. get a walk, get some fresh air in. Yeah. something like that it can actually aid in my recovery as well if i'm s- i mean there is yeah. it, it, again it depends on how you are physically so mm. for me the moment i tend to get a sore throat or a cold or something like that okay. i find that if i do a little bit of exercise it keeps me going and i don't feel so tired i don't feel so fatigued when i have the infection 
But again, let's say, you know, we have an elderly patient who's diabetic, hypertensive, maybe they've had a stroke or something like that. It may affect them worse than somebody who's younger or who doesn't have those other things. But equally, you know, there's some conditions where you can have a viral infection, for argument's sake, okay. and it can lead to further problems, say, you know, a, a pneumonia or a encephalitis and even sepsis, which we don't want somebody to develop. So there are a few things that perhaps we should be looking out for okay. uh, in terms of what to, to kind of gauge how you're feeling. So Dr. Dinesh, is there any condition that will benefit from exercise for sure? Interesting you ask that, Joyce. One condition that I saw a lot, particularly in the UK, uh, maybe mm-hmm. not so common here in Singapore, but it is something that we do come across is uh, fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue syndrome, which is more commonly known as. Now, mm-hmm. chronic fatigue syndrome, fibromyalgia, is, is usually triggered off by a viral infection, and there's a sort of progressive chain of events to it. So they have the infection, and they find that they're progressively fatigued, they're tired, their mood drops down, they're not able to function so well. And for some people, this can go on for months, if not years, and it can be very hard and very, very challenging to treat. What we know is that exercise is very, very important in this condition Mm. because it not only can help with elevating mood, it can improve your mobility, it improves your cardiovascular fitness. And it may sound somewhat counterintuitive because mm-hmm. somebody's having muscle aches, somebody's having tiredness, they're having fatigue, and we're encouraging them to exercise. <laughs> but actually getting them out and about, helping them move is, is actually really, really important. Another sort of key element to managing fibromyalgia and everything is getting psychologists involved to mm-hmm. help with their sort of mental well-being, helping them understand their condition a little bit more. Because Without focusing on the individual and helping in this multifaceted way, which for which exercise is really important, you're not really going to help this individual overcome this condition. You mentioned it's not very common. I'm just curious. Like it's it's not something that I see very often. Now it may be because I work in a sports clinic and the referrals don't necessarily come in to manage it. Mm. Mm. You see, maybe more of it's based in the community. And certainly, when I was based in the UK. In the community, I did see quite a lot of it. So it may be that it's more prevalent than I appreciate. But perhaps in the future, as, as people become more aware of it, then we'll see more cases being dealt with. Okay, so if you like what you're hearing so far, do subscribe to our series Health Check on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or even on Spotify and like us and give us a rating. Now back to our conversation with Dr. Dinesh Shirisena, a sports doctor from Kutekpuat Hospital. So, Dr. Dinesh, can I ask you, right, can I work out if I've taken medication? You know, most times I will feel, mm, I really need to rest and just sleep and sleep, as you said. But it is not that advisable. I can actually tweak it according to my context of my condition with my doctor as well. I'm, I think exercising with medicine is, is very sort of generic advice in some ways. It depends on the type of medication that you're taking. Mm. If you're, let's say, somebody who's diabetic, hypertensive, got many other medical conditions, depending on the type of medication that you be taking, it may affect your ability to cope with the exercise. For example, if you're taking beta blockers or something like that, it naturally reduces your heart rate. You may feel dizzy when you're trying to do vigorous exercise. And so actually starting exercise under supervision with a, maybe a personal trainer or somebody like that to monitor you is very important. Okay. Now, if you're talking about exercising when you're unwell and maybe taking medications for cough, cold and things like that, some of these things have 
Like cough. antibiotics? Not necessarily no? antibiotics, maybe something like a cough suppressant. Okay. So sometimes these are codeine-based medicines yes. uh, in different countries. And so this can lead to drowsiness. And yeah. so if you're feeling drowsy and then you're going to do something quite vigorous. Not maybe, advisable. No. So maybe not the safest thing to do in the world. Okay. But equally, if you're then, let's say your doctor has put you on to antibiotics or anti, like strong antivirals or something, yeah. it could imply that actually you've got quite a significant infection on board. Yeah. So if you've got a very nasty pneumonia or you've got a very nasty viral infection that you're trying to treat with these medications, perhaps it's an indicator to you that actually your body is not ready to do something very vigorous, maybe doing mm. something light, like walking around, or mm. maybe like I mentioned before about the sort of static bike cycling in the gym or something, just to okay. keep going. But doing something vigorous may not be advisable in that situation. Okay, or even like a short walk around the neighborhood. Or yeah, something. absolutely, Some, something like that. But then again, you know, you have to take it in the context of how you're feeling. Okay. You know, if you're running a fever and you go out midday, <laughs> not a good idea, if you, <laughs> especially if you're on you know, strong medication as well. Dr. Dinesh, does it help for these people to go for hot yoga instead? Joyce, if you have airways disease, it's certainly better to exercise in a warmer environment. If you have something like asthma, where you get narrowing of the airways, particularly when you exercise, and then on top of that have a cold environment, which can also further exacerbate the narrowing of the airways, exercising somewhere slightly in a warmer climate or in a warmer room may actually help prevent some of that narrowing. You imagine if you're somebody who's asthma and you're running on the treadmill, that effort becomes so much harder if you're not able to breathe and you're having wheezing and tightness and so on and so forth. If you're looking at something like hot yoga, I mean, I can't say I'm an expert <laughs> when it comes to uh, yoga, but you know, yoga is very uh, helpful in terms of maintaining flexibility and suppleness of joints and so on. One of the things about hot yoga is that you tend to sweat a lot mm. and in that environment, even if you're not doing anything overly dynamic, you do lose a lot of fluid. So maintaining your hydration is important, but also making sure that you are not doing stretching and putting muscles under stress without having warmed up. So although the, the hot yoga may be helpful for if you've got asthma, I mean, you won't be exercising in quite the same way as if you do something aerobic. But it's important to warm up and try and kind of listen to what your body's saying because if you take it beyond the limit of where it's comfortable to stretch to and, and move to, you may risk sort of injuring yourself as well. Okay, so Dr. Dinesh, what about you're sick and you're thinking that, okay, maybe I can do some light exercise or even other forms of taking fresh air and having a walk. But how do I prevent the spread of diseases to others, especially at the gym or other public areas? Well, I, I think there's there's some very simple things that you can do, um, simple measures. First one is um, if you're going out and about, maybe into a public area or to the gym, you can uh, just wear a mask. Now, obviously, that may be a little bit difficult to exercise with, mm -hmm. uh, covering your face and so on. But, you know, it does stop the or, or it does limit the spread of infection to other people. If you blow your nose, make sure you blow your nose into a tissue and dispose of it and wash your hands afterwards before you then go and touch gym equipment. If you've exercised when you've been unwell and you've sweated and you've maybe coughed and sneezed on equipment, you know, make sure you take the cleansing spray and wipe down afterwards so that you don't transmit to everybody else. But actually one of the simplest things that you can do and one of the most effective things 
that actually has helped with the transmission of infection worldwide is just washing your hands. And there's a lot of emphasis on that in the hospital, and we're encouraged to wash our hands before we contact with the individuals, after we contact with individuals, and this actually is very, very effective in uh, reducing the transmission of infection. Okay, so, Doc, we, we were talking about like people, we shouldn't exercise when we are sick, but I'm sure I think some people do, right? Especially if they have an event coming up or like a competition, yeah. you know, they may mm. not want to miss it. Absolutely. Yeah, have you yeah. seen cases where, you know, they get into trouble because of that and, you know, actually what should they do and what happens? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I've worked with various sports over the years and at various events over the years as well. And quite often, if somebody's been training for a long time for an event or a competition, I can appreciate where they're coming from. Their mentality is that they don't want to not do the event because they've trained mm-hmm. so hard, they've yep. built up to it and, and so on. And there have been cases where I've had people who have been unwell and, and they've taken part and then they've had problems during the event. So during the Standard Chartered Marathon that we had recently, I was helping at one of the medical tents. Yeah. And there were a number of runners who had you know, either vomiting or diarrhea or fevers and so on. And they decided that they wanted to continue running. And unfortunately for them, having that pre-existing illness on board, mm-hmm. when they started running, it meant that their body generated so much heat that they developed hypothermia. And because this year was slightly different timing to the marathon, normally it's early morning, mm. people have rested overnight, people have maybe hydrated, they've eaten something the night before and a light snack before they exercise. I think it sort of really took this people was a little, little evening, bit. Right? Yes, this, this year was in yeah. the evening. And it took people by surprise a little bit because they weren't ready for it in the way that they may have normally been. So, mm. you know, their hydration may not have been quite same. Yeah, it was a very humid evening. Uh, maybe they hadn't eaten much because they were worried that they would feel full when running or something. But they'd been awake all day. And a six o'clock start, it was quite an unusual time for a lot of people. So I think this year may have been an exception to the rule, as it were. But if you are unwell and you are going to do some sort of event, it's always good to just check with somebody before you take part, especially if you're going to be doing a prolonged yeah. exercise. When I was back in uh, England and Mm -hmm. I was working with some of the football and rugby teams, there were a number of athletes who would develop diarrhea or vomiting and things like that during Mm -hmm. the camp or the the competition. Mm -hmm. And so often it's you'd sit them out because, you know, they're too unwell to take part. Mm. And, And you have to take heed of what your body's saying. Last year I was working with the European Golf Association Mm -hmm. at the Indian Open. There was a large spate of diarrhea and vomiting and, you know, from the people not being accustomed to the food. And I remember having to help one of the golfers on the final day Mm -hmm. and he was as white as a sheet because he just (laughs) had terrible diarrhea and vomiting. And it was, you know, Mm. 30 degrees outside. So I had to almost follow him around, making sure he hydrated, ate sensibly and so on and so forth. So you really have to take it in the context of how you're feeling and what you're going to be doing as well. Mm. So for him, the golfer, he was walking, but his concentration wasn't there. So that wasn't so bad. Mm -hmm. But if he'd had such bad vomiting Mm. and diarrhea and then he was going to do something vigorous, it's a very different situation. So, I mean, if you really must exercise and you feel like you can do it, what are some of the measures to take? You mentioned like hydrate yourself and then eat as well. Well, uh, having something sensible to eat. I mean, I think mm-hmm. there's a couple of things that you can check yourself before you, you exercise. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, one of the things that you can look at is your resting heart rate. You know, it's a very easy thing to do. You put your fingers on your wrist, feel your heart rate, you know, count for 30 seconds and double it, and then you have your heart rate, mm-hmm. okay? 
Now, if you're somebody who trains regularly, you may have a smartwatch, you might have some sort of monitor, heart monitor or something. So you'll kind of know what your normal resting is like and when it's elevated, what it will be like and when you're training, what it will be like. And so if your heart rate is much higher than what it normally is, it may be an indicator that physiologically your body is not quite rested, it's not ready, it's not going to be able to cope so well with Mm -hmm. the exercise that you're going to be putting it under. So monitoring your heart rate is a good idea anyway, Mm -hmm. but also doing that before you exercise if you're feeling unwell is, I think, quite a useful tip and very simple thing to do that most of us can do. Another thing is looking at your temperature. Now, for most of us, we don't check our core temperature, which unfortunately the easiest way of doing is doing a rectal temperature, which I'm sure most of us don't want to do. Um, But, you know, just uh, checking what your temperature is like. So if you've been unwell, sore throat, coughing, phlegm, you know, flu-like symptoms, check Mm -hmm. your temperature. Now, if it's elevated, then just be a bit cautious of a the time of day you might be exercising, whether how vigorous you're going to be exercising. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're taking your antipyretics like your paracetamols mm. and so on and so forth. Make sure you hydrate adequately. It's very, very simple things to do, mm-hmm. but can be quite effective and, and just keeps you safe, really. Well, that's a wrap for Health Check. Thank you, Dr. Dinesh. You're welcome. We hope you like this latest healthy living tips. That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times and The Business Times online.